You're listening to part two of KBFT's Anishinaabe Language and Culture Show. Where the berries leaves to, if there was kind of wet or damp, we'd wait till about 10 o'clock till they dry, then we'd all take off or with each a pail mm-hmm. and go, uh, Mawiso. That means picking berries, Mawiso. Mm. But yeah, there. Then we'd come, they, they'd say they'd have a, so many crates of berries, they'd be canning berries for all winter. I remember my, all the ladies used to can Emma, Ruby, my mom, even my grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the men, Mary, Mary, Bill, Uncle Bill's wife, Ruth Ann. Yeah. And, uh, Alice, your grandma. Mm-hmm. They'd all be putting a hand in there, all working together, tanning, uh, I mean. Canning. Canning things, even vegetables. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they work together, all strong real ladies. Yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking is going to be next because I'm going to put my potatoes down probably tomorrow or maybe this evening. It's kind of hard to find time to to do all this stuff. But um, as soon as I put my potatoes down, I was imagining how much I'm going to have, you know, because I've got – I'm going to try this in – there's a thing I saw where people are putting their sweet potatoes in five-gallon buckets. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like when they're all ready, you just pull them right up and they're they're ready, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try that, mm-hmm. see how that goes. But I'm, um, I'm going to put them in, I think, seven buckets I got that I can use. So I'm going to see how much comes out of there. I don't know if I'll get like a 700 pounds of potatoes <laughs> or whatever, but... Um, so I was imagining that's my next step mm-hmm. is uh, doing all the canning, mm-hmm. you know, because <clears throat> I put down a lot of uh, uh, green beans mm-hmm. and uh, pea pods. And so I'm going to have more than, than I need. And that's what reminds me that uh, uh, Amber Zapata's got that farmer's market that's going on. Mm-hmm. I do believe they had their first one last Friday, and they're going to have another one and another, not this Friday, but the following Friday, every other Friday. I think that's what she set up for the summer. So if anybody's got any stuff that they want to sell or share or whatever it is, I know she's invited, uh, you know, music, uh, people that do music, people that do crafts, people that do. So it's just kind of like a little fun market that uh, she wants to get going and I, I think that's a real good idea especially if you you know what I was thinking I was thinking maybe I could come up there with a lot of this stuff that I don't need no more you know like uh, I don't know old clothes or something you know uh, but yeah talk to her about it give her your ideas I know she's trying to um, get this thing going and I, I it's a great idea she wants to do it on Fridays um, I do believe it's payday Friday, so great planning there. And then you got a uh, an event too, right, coming up? Yeah. Or did you do it already? No, on the 21st, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, me and Perry are going out on uh, 65. That's every year where we go and pick be- uh, blueberries. Uh-huh. We've, me and Lester have been going there long, a long time. 
and that's where I'm taking me and Perry are going to go look for tea berries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they should be, the blueberry stuff should be out by now. And that's why I want to go. I don't want to go too late. I want to go, you know, so we can at least pick tea berries. Yeah. And I said, if anybody wants to come with us, they can, you know. Yeah. But I'm going to bring some uh, tea berry bushes back and, mm-hmm. that, you know, to make that mint. It tastes minty, them little red berries. Yeah. My dad used to pick those up when we'd plant trees. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they they make your tea really good. Yeah, good flavor. Mm-hmm. But there's a time too; it, they don't last. Mm-hmm. Just like anything else, like raspberry season, they yep. go strawberries. And these tea berries too, when they first start out, they're really nice and flavorful. Mm-hmm. But as as the season goes, rolls down, they they hardly they have, lose. yeah lose their flavor. Mm-hmm. So, and we used to get them uh, paper bags, them brown paper bags. Yeah. And we'd have a big pile of them, and that's where we'd keep our medicine, mm-hmm. and we'd put it in a freezer. Oh, yeah. Same thing with that goggy bug that we find at the landing road. Mm-hmm. We'd put them in bags, and we'd keep them all winter in a, in a, in a paper bag. And just label what what it was, mm-hmm. and then we if you know we'd make that through the winter, but we never we could never get lake water, and they say that's the best thing to use because oh, yeah. it's a powerful lake out there. Yep. And uh, yeah, you can keep your uh, medicine in a freezer. Mm-hmm. And uh, in our in our Nishinaabe Moan the. Uh, the word for medicine is uh, mashkiki, yeah. right? Mashkiki. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, if you break that down, it's a key is the earth, mm-hmm. and um, like literally the earth, the a key. Yeah. Yep. Like everything that's on it, mm-hmm. and uh, the mashki part is uh, the strength or the, the yeah. powerfulness of it. Mm-hmm. So it's powerful earth. Yeah. So that's what they, how we indicate uh, medicine. Mm-hmm. So think about that for a little while, you know, because that, mm-hmm. that's where, that's where a key's power yeah. is. Just like they have that Mishkaus and Mishkausen, mm-hmm. you know, that's strong. Yeah. Mishkausen. Mishkiki. Mish. Strong. Yep. Strong. So if you break that down in the strong earth or strong, yeah. and then uh, the lake itself. I remember growing up and everybody would we would uh, have little accidents. <laughs> I remember, uh, <clears throat> of course, I used to play with Mark and Pete all the time, but um, get some crazy ideas, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember I made a big ramp. In the back of my uh, grandma's house up there in the middle of the village where Louie lives now, put a big ramp up there, and I, um, I thought I could, I thought I could do it because we were into like doing jumps and stuff at the time, and we would, you know, wherever there was a little bump in the road, we'd hit that bump and try to do a big jump, and of course we had to make it crazier, and. Uh, 
the one that I did, it was really crazy. It was big. <laughs> and so I went up and I came back down. I did good going up, but the problem was coming back down. Mm-hmm. And so when I hit, my foot fell off the pedal and all of a sudden I was, uh, I hit the ground really hard, kind of like the old cartoon, mm-hmm. you know, when uh, Wild E. Coyote hits the, the ground off of falling off the canyon wall. That made that kind of sound like, like that. And then, um, yeah, I got all scun up and I had these deep cuts in my legs. And, uh, I remember I went down to, uh, down to the lake. We used to swim down there all the time. Remember Pete got, yeah. Pete got hurt down yeah, there too? Yeah, he still has that scar. Yep, yep. And, uh, so we'd always be down there almost every single day and we'd be down there swimming like, I don't know, nine, ten o'clock in the morning all the way till two, three in the afternoon, you know? And, um, that lake really has, has, uh, a medicine in it, you know, to heal. Mm-hmm. And so just want to remind everybody, you know, that, of, of that, that, how powerful that lake is. Cause I would go down there, swim. And I'm older now, and I haven't swam down there in a long time, but I have these sores from gardening, right? I mean, imagine that. But uh, I could probably go down there if I swam in there, like on the regular, like I used to when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. These these scars would be gone, these mm-hmm. these open sores. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you wash your hands and see her every morning. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. That would work too. But yeah. I remember, I remember particularly the, you know, swimming down there. I mean, any, any little scar that you had, mm-hmm. you'd swim in there for, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think you had to be like us and be there six hours, four hours a day. But, uh, I remember old, uh, another good story, uh, that I remember is old Barry Porter, mm-hmm. Tyke. Mm-hmm. Tyke was probably the number one swimmer down there. I mean, he just, he was down there all the time, more than us, mm-hmm. you know. And I'd always go down there, and you could always count on Tyke being being down there by the lake. But, yeah, that's kind of a memory from from our childhood, or at least mine, anyway. And uh, I'm trying to remember, I think he had a birthday right around now, too, uh, in June. I think that, because I, I, uh, I think we were the same age. Yeah, we were the same age and we graduated together. So, yeah, missed that that guy. All right, we are back, and he's uh, ready to roll here for our last half hour here on our Karen Jiffin Nishinaabe Moen Radio Show. Uh, brought to you by KBFT eighty nine point nine FM which you are tuned into right now and glad to have you with us. And uh, during our break, we just shared some of that music from the Nayashing uh, Kid Songs. Yeah. And those are some fantastic, fantastic examples of uh, projects that can be done utilizing our language. And we're looking for more ideas, like I said earlier in the program. And if you have any ideas, particularly for this show or... For other avenues of, of, you know, like maybe we we're just talking about anime, right? So cartoons, all that kind of stuff. We are, we would certainly entertain anything that you wanted to, uh, pursue in that direction because it is art oriented and that's kind of what we are about here at KBFT is encouraging our, our arts, culture and language. So, um, 
more than happy to talk to you if you got an idea, you got a project, or you thought about something and you want to uh, some help getting it off the ground. Uh, we're definitely looking for some partnerships or some projects ourselves. So look for that. I'm going to try to get these young guys, uh, Carlos and uh, Anthony, to uh, come up with some other project because I really like having them around and uh, I want to keep them busy. And, uh, yeah, so uh, let us know. Anyhow, uh, I'm going to let Auntie take the show. Miigwech, miigwech, minwa. Nagi ajan, nagi bish. I said I already drank tea. Mi ajan, ni bish. I was just thinking, I was talking with the two young boys out there and Marty and uh, Alonzo, talking with them on my break and just, just getting, you know, just... Nice talk. Good talk with them. It's good talking to and other Anishinaabeg. Even those, you know, so, there's a lot of them that are, that, uh, I don't know, they're kind of quiet, but they, they can, they, you know, when they're ready, they will talk, you know. But what I was talking about was mainly like summer, Nibin. Anishinaabe gazichigewad nibin. Nibin. What Indians do in the summer. Like, like I was talking about. Right in front of the RTC, where the RTC building is now. Right on where the car lots are. Or a little down more this way toward the road. That's where my grandpa had a. Great big pinin, gittigan. That means potato garden. Pinin, gittigan. And there was rows and rows of potatoes there, and that's where us kids would all pick pinin. We'd uh, we'd make a game out of it. Who the winner? Whoever gets the bigger potato is the winner. And. Some of them were, and that's what my grandpa used to do. He'd go pick them and he'd put them in, I suppose, bags, shkimitan, uh, bags that my grandma used to make. And if if a if a lady lost their husband, I remember they took a great big bag of a pinin to seal the gishik that was pressed and. Uh, uh, press and dawn on him's mother because she had kids and and uh, they gave my grandpa gave her a big bunch of uh, vegetables to cook and then when somebody would get deer they'd take them to her for just to help her out when you know she was having a hard time He'd give her a lot of things, rice. I think she used to rice for a while. Then after she was alone, she didn't rice. And she was one of Ruby's friends, my aunt, my aunt Ruby. And, you know, she, they ended up moving to Duluth. And that's where they stayed. 
they never did come back to the res just to visit. Her name was Celia. And uh, my auntie's name was Ruby Bonus. She married a bonus. But it was Ruby Strong. But yeah, they used to share. My grandpa had corn, corn on a cob, big, a great big get to gone garden, get to gone. And uh, all, you know, he'd give, the, that's all they'd, they'd, they'd get this lady wood for the winter. They'd have, they had four horses and they'd go, all his, her, his sons would go out and cut wood and my grandpa and them would, he would be right out there helping them and then he'd load a big load of uh, wood back on big long and then big long logs and then my uncles would be out there sawing them with a with a two-man saw or just a and oh, they worked hard we'd all the kids would all pitch in and carry the wood and stack it up really high and then they kept this lady in wood all winter the one that lost her husband and but she had her boys were growing up but they weren't that that uh grown up to go and you know and she i think she only had one boy that was able the other one was kind of handicapped and uh she only had three kids, so I think you. And that was uh, Press. They called him Press. That was his nickname. But yeah, I remember that. But yeah, it was. Well, times change, you know. We used to do a lot. Of, they used to help. That was. That was, you know. But now I don't. There's people I notice coming back with gardens, you know. I couldn't, I wanted to plant, I used to plant flowers. And, but I always wanted to plant pinene, but I never, never did. The only thing is flowers, I don't know why I didn't plant my pinene. But my flowers always... This, this, I had Farah plant me some flowers, but I don't think she watered them, so they never grew. My, my little, uh, great nephew, he brought home a, uh, uh, just a house plant. I don't know exactly what it is, but I noticed it wasn't, uh, like the leaves were turning yellow and stuff. Mm -hmm. So whatever he brought, I think he brought it from school. And they they grew it from probably peel, picking off another plant, one of them kind of, you know, the in, like a vine plant. I don't know exactly what it is. I should take a picture of it. But uh, that little plant, it kept going yellow. <laughs> and I thought, oh, is he watering it? And I, so I, I kind of took care of it. And uh, I didn't realize that them things, they need bigger pots. Oh. So he must have grew all of it that he could out of that that soil that was there, and now I put him in a bigger a bigger pot. I didn't put him in like the a bigger bigger pot, but um, 
now that thing is all nice and green. He's he's starting to grow, and yeah. So I got a, a bean plant from Burbogijigan uh, from a Boys and Girls Club when I went and did a story for them, and they gave me a plant of green bean. And them green beans were growing. I was watering it, and I was gonna. And that's the way one one was. Then I I put I, that's what I did, and I put it on the back of my porch where it's you know. And uh, then that bean, there was like a big bean plant growing. It was going bigger, and and you know. Yeah. But I I I made sure I watered it every day because mm-hmm. the, the kids all wrote their name on the. On the uh, base. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I see. They they put their garden in uh, last week. I think it was too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the nights are are uh, good to go, and it's crazy because it, you know it's the middle of June. I wanted to put my plants outside, you know, middle of May, but that wasn't mm-hmm. possible, <laughs> especially with the cold nights. You know, mm-hmm. I know they had uh, probably about five or six frost warnings during that time, but now is the time. Yeah, and with those green beans. I will say that the slugs, the little snails, mm-hmm. them little things like to come around and eat, eat, eat your oh. green beans away. So, mm-hmm. and they said there's a way to put that. I don't know what it is, some kind of uh, spice or something at the at the base of them. So, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, tells them you're not welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's all kinds of stuff, and I I noticed that that you know like a lot of the home type stuff you don't have to buy all that chemicals and that you know they sell at menards you know mm-hmm. or yeah. i mean nothing against menards <laughs> um but yeah you can you can do a lot of the stuff you know if you research and you'll find ways to you know control pests mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff too you know because yeah. some of them have some pretty ingenious ideas you know mm-hmm. things that you never would think of just like uh i i mean it didn't occur to me that this that little plant needed a bigger pot, you yeah. know. Yeah, and I didn't even know about green beans until I talked with Mark Sambala, the guy at Head Start, mm-hmm. and he he told me about about green beans. So I stopped and asked him, and then so now I know a little bit about about green beans. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, I. I, you know, that's where I grew up on a place where they did a lot of planting strawberries and, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But, yeah, I just, now that I'm getting older, which I can't do is plant, and I wish I would have, but now it's too late. So that's why I want to get out to the blueberry, blueberry field this I think it's, I don't even know what to, is it tomorrow? Or? Yeah, it is tomorrow that well, you're going to get up there. At 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Perry will come pick me up at 1 o'clock, and if anybody wants to follow us, they can. If not, not, you know. But yeah. if anybody wants to come out there with us, and I'll go, go show them where. Go maybe there's they're probably starting to get ripe. My grandma used to call them ones that weren't ripe, shkunijin. Shkunijin. Yeah. Leftovers or something like that. No, almost like that. But the ones that they're not ready. 
Mm, okay. They're like there's a little bit blue on the on the white part, and there's mm. little almost ripe. So oh, okay. That's what uh, mm. she'd call them. Moiso is blueberry picking moiso. I want to come over. Uh, when when's a good time to check on the choke cherries that are I behind your house there? Because I would I'd like to go back there. They're they're all green yet. Oh, they're all green yet. Okay. Yeah, any time. Probably like mid July, I probably think, huh? Yeah, they're usually, yeah, around July. They're usually nice and black. And yeah. So I'll have to make it a point to stop over there. And we are still, well, be hard to get you back there, but um, that Maybe. Strongville thing too. Yeah, we got a lot to do. Mm-hmm. I know to, there'll be June berries out when we go to the. Uh, Tomorrow? Yeah, when mm-hmm. we go to, because in June, that's when they, that's why they call them June berries. Mm. And all of them are tasty little berries, June berries. Is there any particular uh, word that they use for, I just noticed this the other night, and I don't try to go out. Actually, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I, I'm not out that often past mm-hmm. uh, dark anymore. <laughs> it's just my age. But um, I saw some uh, lightning bugs. Oh. What, what is uh, is there a particular word for that? Yeah, there is. Uh, well, it, it's called Wawase. Kind of like a money do ants, money do ants, ants. Wawase is light lightning, or wawase magut. Yeah, money doos, money doos, money doos. That's what they call all them little bitty insects that take care of the the lake. They call them lot of. If it's you, if you don't want to name one certain, one certain insect, you want to name all of them together. Mm-hmm. You say bacon is the wad money do suck, all different insects. Mm. So it includes all every, all, every, the, all the little bitty little bitty uh, spirits. Yeah. Yep. But there is a lot of names for all bugs, like wood ticks and mm-hmm. ladybugs and. Like how would you say a wood tick? Ezika. 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 And you would say like a horsefly, Mizizak. Mm-hmm. Mizizak. Then fly, Uji. Oh, Uji? Yeah, Uji. Oh, yeah, you told me what it's all yeah, uh, What they called? Uh, John Thompson's old boy. Old yeah. Old boy. He's in prison, I think. Mm-hmm. He's locked up. Oh, yeah. His name was Oji. Yep. And then uh, Amu? Is a bee. Mm-hmm. Then they have. There's one for dragonfly. I can't. It's. Uh, Let me see if I can find it on the dictionary. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and just to let all of our listeners know out there, especially if you're new to uh, Anishinaabe Moen language, the language of the uh, the people that uh, resided here before contact. Um, uh, let me see. What, what was that? I was looking to see how I am. Um, Dragonfly? Dragonfly, yeah. I'm just looking it up on this dictionary. It's a big, long word. Uh, Let's see, like a deer fly? Yeah, they have deer flies. Yeah, you said that one, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then, let's see here. Like spider subgeshi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that fly. Oh, gee. Deer fly, horse fly. Bingush is a sand fly. Bingush. Bingush. Okay. Oh, yeah, you can see... Uh, Huh. I didn't know they had a word for flying squirrel. I didn't know there was... I wonder if they have them up here. Somebody said they seen one. We used to see them in uh, Princeton when we lived in Princeton. Jagashquanade? Yeah. Or Jagashquan... Dewey. Dewey, yeah. Like climbing. Mm-hmm. Like when you say climb up there, Quan Dewey. Yeah, that's how you quand away, mm-hmm. climbing up. Yeah, I didn't see the one for dragonfly. I don't know what they... I, I used to know that know that one. It's kind of a long one, though? Yeah, it has a lot of words, like almost like blueberry pie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some Indian words, just big, long words on there you have, you know, well, it ain't... If you know them, it ain't hard to pronounce, but, you know... And there's uh, la- all kinds of little manitou, sug, little, like, rice worm. You could just manomen, and then how you say worm. Mousse? Yeah. Oh, okay. Manomen, mousse, rice worm. Mousse ga, ga bima. Bigazid? Gima Bigazid? Muse Musega Bima Bigazid. That's supposedly earthworm. Yeah. Yeah, so all kinds of money doing salt there. Little bitty uh little bitty uh spirits, little insects. Wonder if how uh the rice will be. Somebody's said it's kind of getting green way out there. Uh-huh. But I, I don't know. I haven't. Because when me and uh, Mark and Sandra went, we went and had breakfast. They took me for breakfast mm-hmm. Sunday. And uh, coming on top of the hill by uh, Brian's house there, we I could see green oh, yeah. in the corner. Yeah. And right now... I was thinking we were having some cold nights, mm-hmm. but that warm, hot days, hot days and cold nights are good for the rice. Yeah. We just hope it don't draw, don't drown. Right. Yeah. And that's that was the thing, too, is those, uh, those storms that we had over the 4th of July, there's, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, I think about three of them that we, mm-hmm. we had here that were pretty major. Um, I remember they knocked down some trees and that, and that's what they were saying happened to the rice. Uh, mm-hmm. Two years, I know at least, yeah. that those those winds came down and they pulled the rice right up, mm-hmm. and so the the plants were kind of floating on top and mm-hmm. not, you know, where they they're pulled out of the the bottom of the lake. Yeah. Well, I hope. So Fourth of July weekend is pretty critical weekend, and that's what almost uh, ten days away or. 
Um, yeah. So put your tobacco out. Yep. Pray. Say mm-hmm. a small prayer. Yep. One gnomon prayer. And remember all these spirits, that's, that's, they're aware. We're all connected. And so that's part of the reason why we, we want to acknowledge these, uh, these beings. And, uh, you know, the lake itself, a powerful being, this island, um, rivers. the rivers, you know, so, and all the, the plant life and all the, um, you know, just in general, uh, the, the area. So always be aware of that. Um, and that really helps, uh, Auntie's really, uh, you know, encouraging our people to, uh, uh, do that practice and keep, keep the use of tobacco out there because that's going to be your, your key to, uh, I guess unlocking all the, the knowledge. It's yeah. your boogie chicken. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, you know, we can't give away our lake, you know, because if we do, we'll anger the spirits and they'll take it away from us. In some way, they'll take, find a way to take it in a storm, maybe something else, you know. But, you know, that's what they say. If you don't, if you don't use it or use it right, you will lose it. Mm-hmm. Same way with medicine. If you don't uh, use it enough, they'll, the spirits will take it back. Yeah, you gotta keep that that connection open. You know that uh, I guess just interactivity, and that's true. Just even just being a, a member of your family, a member of your community, mm-hmm. you know, a member of uh, being an Ishinabe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And what you were taught. Yep. Yeah. And that's the way, the way I believe, you know. And I hope everybody respects the lake and the land, you know. And I know they, long time ago, Jesse and Ruth Ann, they were going to put that big, uh, machine on the lake and the elders went down there and had it stopped they were they were the elders and there was like probably there was like eight ladies that went down there and they met with the council and said they don't want that big machine on on the on the water mm-hmm. picking all the rest of the rice and stuff yeah so they listened to them yeah, you're talking about those airboats where they go out there and actually harvest the rice yeah. mm-hmm. and bring in uh, bring in uh, rice mechanically. Yeah, and you know that that isn't uh, the way the way the old people, the, eld, the elders way back then, you know, show not What show not means raising hell. Well, I see they completed that dam mm-hmm. where they repaired that. Yeah. And so they probably able to keep an eye on the water levels a little mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Because I know that's one of the factors. I mean, there's probably 
you know, like you said, the the temperature, mm-hmm. the amount of sunlight, the amount of uh, yeah, it's just got to be like a perfect thing. That's why they call it wild rice. You know, it's not. Then uh, if it gets too cold, it's one winter there. There was big bunch of ergots in there, them little black things. Mm-hmm. That's what they they were called ergots, and uh, but anyway, that's because uh, most of the rice froze. Was got too cold, and a lot of it froze. Oh, okay, yep. But then we had, we picked a big coffee can full of that ma- out of our rice. Yeah, I, know, I remember those years too. Mm-hmm. We used to tease old uh, Tony, Tony Nichols, when he came over here, because I mean he he was adopted out, right? Mm-hmm. So he didn't grow up around his uh, his people or the our ways and stuff. So when he came up here, it was uh, a real good experience for him, you know, that he was able to uh, learn, you know. Um, how how and what we do, but we we always had fun with him, you know. <laughs> we kind of tease him about certain things. Maybe we tell him a little little fib here and there or whatever, just to mess with him, you know. And as Indian people, we that's how we show our love, you know. And uh, so anyway, we were he, we were um, he noticed the ergots while we were parching, and he was saying, "Oh, what are these? These are different, you know." And uh, so my dad said, "Those are uh, those are birth control. Those are Indian birth control." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Yeah, go ahead. They work on men, you know." So he was uh, telling him that, and then uh, so then he w- <laughs> he was going out mm-hmm. telling people that that the, the, that was birth <laughs> birth control. <laughs> but my dad was just messing with him. <clears throat> there was a whole lot of stuff that we used to. Well, my dad, especially, he just like, he's just like Tony, so he'd always uh, tease him all the time. But yeah, so any up to this day, we we still tease him about that. Hey, here you go. <laughs> you know, there is a medicine out there that can keep. Oh yeah, yeah. Person sterile. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I don't want to mention names, but I, yeah. I know mm-hmm. some that. Uh, that have that they, knowledge and use yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they had the knowledge to use it, and they mm-hmm. they use it on their daughters. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, my mom, and grandma used to tell me a lot of things. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of the medicines that they have today that are are pretty popular. I mean, we we had that knowledge, huh? Mm-hmm. Way before. Yeah, and there's even. Love potion, mm-hmm. the one Squeak wanted. Oh, you know? <laughs> all in good time, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe a creator will give that to him when he's. I didn't. I I didn't read through all my medicines, but there might be one in there. I I I gotta sit down. I just read read somebody like all of the guys I knew that the old men I knew that made the medicine and put their. You know, gave it out, so mm-hmm. that's where I found my Uncle Albert's medicine for hemorrhaging. Yeah. In there, and but I got there's even one for uh, uh, chasing the evil away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that, it you know, there's just so much medicines out there. Well, you know, uh, I think in the near future, you're probably over the next maybe ten or fifteen more years maybe 20, um, 
there's going to be a lot of lot of new films that are coming out that are being produced by Native Americans, and that's one of the things that we want to feature here. I think I'm going to talk to uh, Orlando about doing uh, a Native film series and then, you know, inviting the filmmakers here to the community and then share their thoughts on, you know, the, the films that they're creating and how they came to be. Because a lot of it, like you were talking about, um, <clears throat> has to do with some new concepts, you know, because I think uh, the creativity as far as um, what, whatever Hollywood or whoever these writers are, you know, they kind of reached the limit. You know, that's why we're we're seeing um, Terminator 10 or Rocky 13, <laughs> you know, because they, they don't have any ideas no more. So I think what's happening or they're going to invest a little bit more, maybe not the Hollywood types, but um, these other people that see this uh, vacuum that's that's happening as far as uh, concepts. And I think that's one of the things that uh, is going to come about are a lot of these uh, legends and stories and uh, medicinal knowledge. And, you know, uh, Shane, he wrote a, uh, his book and uh, it's all based on, you know, the, the teaching that, that, that he has. It's not really, um, well, it's based on it. Let's just put it that way. So, you know, you got to kind of figure out what's, what's made up and what's, what's actual knowledge, you know, but I think some of these filmmakers are going to do the same thing. And, uh, the one thing that I kind of see happening is that, you know, these, uh, well, like, um, you just talked about, uh, the, the medic, the medicine for, uh, um, hemorrhaging. well, hemorrhaging and, uh, but the other one for, uh, uh, birth, like birth, birth control. control. Um, I think, like even in um oh the love potion yeah yeah mm -hmm. uh there there's a you ever see a, a movie called dream keepers mm -hmm. no you probably did Maybe. it's uh it's got a series of of uh native american um stories mm -hmm. you know like there's one from the iroquois there's one from the uh sioux or a couple of them from the sioux nation and then there's others that are from, like, up in the northwest, Salish. Mm -hmm. But they talk about some of their legends. And um, so, but it, it was a long thing. I don't know if it ran on PBS or what it was, but you can find it. It's called uh, Story Story Keepers. I, yeah, Story. Yeah. But anyway, they retell all these things. And one of the things that's in there is about this this story about how this uh, man found this, it's not, it wasn't love potion, it was, uh, <clears throat> I think it was like the heart of a, a spiritual being that mm -hmm. he encountered and he captured it or whatever it is and so he could wish, he had wishes or mm -hmm. he had things that he could um, make happen and one of the things was he wanted to be uh loved or you know what I mean so the women would all all want him but then he found out like even though he thought it was going to be good it ended up being uh, a life lesson for him as far as love goes so it, it, you know, I'm watching a series now that there's a lot of stuff that remind me like this they had they had graves there this one girl lost her husband 
and she she'd go there on his by his grave. She'd eat like a tomato. She was eating a tomato, and she went went to his grave and she put uh, a slice of tomato by his grave. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's stuff like uh, a lot of things remind me of how old Indians used to do a long time ago. There's one. There's about four parts in there that mm-hmm. that are uh, that remind me of things like putting food out, you know. Oh yeah. That girl putting food out. Yeah. And there's there's I can't remember what all I've been watching this for weeks now. Mm-hmm. I was trying. I was going to write down what all. But there's there's practices that native yeah. natives do that yeah, you're seeing I, in these movies. Yeah, and they're in the movies. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so. awesome. Uh, look look for more of them things. Uh, we're just about out of time here. Native America Calling is coming up, or National Native News First, and then Native America Calling. I'll let you close out the show, Auntie. Okay, Giga Wabamin, Magisha Wabam. Maybe tomorrow if you're gonna come with us. But Giga uh, Wabamin. For more content from KBFT 89.9 FM Voiceword, Tribal Community Radio, view your local podcast directory, or visit our website at www.kbft.org.